It's me, David Webb, and here's a highlight from today's show on Sirius XM Patriot. A VA update on the PACT Act. PACT Act. Try to say that five times fast. Uh, so let's go to something that really matters here, and that's to our veterans and our veterans and their families. Ronald S. Burke, Deputy Undersecretary in the Office of Policy and Oversight at the uh, VA. And the PAC Act, as I said, is what we're here to talk about and uh, how you, a veteran out there, can apply for the benefits as well as resources that are now available to help our veterans. Uh, Secretary Burke, great to have you here. And I, I know uh, that there's a lot in this, but first let's start with what the PACT, PACT Act, that's a tough one to say sometimes, the PACT Act uh, represents for our veterans. Yeah, thank you, David. Appreciate the opportunity. Uh, the PACT Act is the largest piece of legislation that we've had in our history. Uh, it has the potential to impact millions of our veterans and survivors. The PACT Act has added more than 20 presumptive conditions for those veterans that were exposed to burn pits and other toxins. It also adds additional presumptive locations for those veterans exposed to Agent Orange and radiation. And it also provides for uh, free uh, toxic exposure screening uh, activities uh, with, for all veterans that are enrolled in the Veterans Health Administration. Let's, how do, so we've got that, that's great. Now, how does the process work for the veteran that's out there? And, you know, when you think about Agent Orange especially, you're going back to obviously decades ago, uh, many of those veterans now in the 80-year-old range. Uh, and over time, there's been a lot of effort by many and failure as well to identify those who were victims of Agent Orange or anything going forward, Gulf 1, Gulf 2, the burn pits, as you mentioned, et cetera. Yeah, David, I can tell you the good news is we have been processing claims at record uh, numbers. Last year was the highest level of claims completed with the highest level of accuracy. We're actually doing more each year to serve veterans, and we're on pace to break that as well. We're prepared to handle the influx and the complexity of these claims. The message I would have for your listeners is with respect to the PACT Act, if they believe that they're entitled uh, we want them to file now. Please do not delay. And in that process, and, and again, you know, you, they've been working hard to get this up and running. It is up and running. Uh, from process to, I guess I would say, care, how, how has that been working? Well, we've had a tremendous support uh, in response to the passage of the PACT Act since its enactment on August 10th. Uh, we've received more than 265,000 claims. Uh, we've already decided more than 85,000 of those claims. Uh, the grant rate is close to 80%. And already the Veterans Health Administration has administered more than 1.4 million toxic exposure screenings. So the process is swift. We've used a lot of tools, technology, recruitment, and hiring to make sure that we were prepared to deliver the benefits that our veterans and survivor have, survivors have earned. And, you know, I, I hate to bring it up, but unfortunately it's very real, and this has been voiced to me by a number of veterans, uh, concerns that there are those that may file and are not eligible. Uh, so in that process, there's a vet in there is, of course, you know, proof of where you were at that time. But 
that's uh, that's a concern for some. So I've got to put that on the table. Yeah, I think we uh, again for any veteran in doubt, we want them to file their claim. Uh, we encourage them to utilize uh, from our list of accredited representatives those at the county, state, and national level that can help them prepare and submit um, uh, claims. Uh, we do our due diligence to verify service and service locations, service periods, um, the medical information, and uh, we want veterans to file claims. We'll de- determine each claim on a case-by-case basis, and we're prepared to do so, uh, and we're accepting these claims now. Well, that's great. It really is. And, and of course, you know, the, the promise being kept, what's written over the door uh, at the VA matters uh, beyond this, what about uh, those who have passed on? Uh, is there an element of that within the PACT Act? What about family members? What information would you tell them to help get their family members to take action and register and be screened? So there are provisions in the PACT Act that do afford benefits to survivors. Uh, even if a survivor had been previously denied, they may now be eligible for benefits under the PACT Act. We want them as well to not delay in filing their claim. Uh, the VA.gov slash PACT or the 1-800-MY-VA-411 number would be two uh, excellent avenues for those surviving family members to access. And again, the list of accredited representatives who are standing by to assist uh, is, is on that website but again, the PACT Act does afford additional benefits for survivors. And even if previously denied, please come to VA. You can file a claim online, in person, at any one of our VA regional offices. And uh, we want you to do, do so uh, as quickly as possible. Well, you got ahead of me on this one. You actually answered my next question because there are some out there that are, I'll just put it as technologically challenged and, you know, may not be as comfortable, especially uh, among our older veterans, but also for uh, disabled veterans out there. And of course, there are services to get them to the VA, but is there an outreach program for those who may be homebound or bound in a facility otherwise than a VA? So we are doing extensive outreach with respect to PACT Act, utilizing all avenues possible. We have streamlined our resources. Our, our va.gov slash PACT is extremely intuitive uh, and gives a step-by-step guide on how to follow a claim. Um, the submission of evidence is easier. Uh, we're in a largely electronic environment where the claim submission burden uh, is significantly less uh, than years past, and we would encourage uh, veterans to take advantage of those opportunities. And again, the list of accredited representatives who all assist uh, with that communication uh, with uh, veterans, regardless of their, their status, uh, they're standing by to assist as well. I've also seen a lot of advertisements out there for or law firms and others uh, related to this. Uh, address that issue, please. Yeah, I think what you're referencing is probably the Camp Lejeune Act and the commercials about uh, the, the, the toxic water at Camp Lejeune. A simple message for veterans, um, your VA payments will not be impacted should you decide to pursue a court action with respect to Camp Lejeune. Your VA payments will not be impacted. I will say that uh, according to law or in accordance with the law, there would be an offset of any court-awarded monies 
um, but that will not impact your VA monthly compensation. Again, I would recommend that veterans uh, seek the guidance of either contacting VA or an accredited representative to talk about that in greater detail. Ronald S. Burke, Jr., uh, former Marine, Deputy Undersecretary in the Office of Policy and Oversight at the VA. And uh, thank you so much for this information. Uh, We'll do everything we can to keep the uh, message out there and let our veterans know that more is being done for them, sir. Thank you. Thank you, David. I appreciate it. All right. And I'll have that link up on my social media as well. Join me live on The David Webb Show, Monday to Friday, 9 to noon east, on Sirius XM Patriot 125.